0: No purchase necessary Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, door. Door,
2: baby. Sorry. I don't know what you had in mind, but he-
3: nope, that's not it. <laughs> <laughs>
4: authority radio with your hosts chaotic katie and sadistic sean david lock and load wrestling fans
2: it's time for war Ladies and
3: gentlemen, welcome to another loaded edition of Wrestling Authority Radio, right here on the Evolution Radio Network, live and only on, live on Blog Talk Radio. My name is Sadistic Sean David, along with my co-host,
4: the Dean of Wrestling Referee, Steve Kane,
5: And the reason why this show can never, ever be a bag of dicks, Chaotic Katie.
3: Tonight, we will be talking to the stars of Suburban Chicago Independent Promotion, Power Entertainment. Their big event, Ridge 17, is set to occur November 9th in Addison, Illinois. It will be their 17-year anniversary. And uh, without any further ado, I am going to introduce a man that has done so much in the Chicagoland area and beyond Brandon. for professional wrestling in Illinois. He is the shot to the top, P.L. Meyer. Gentlemen and the
6: ladies, good evening from Wooddale, Illinois. I am standing outside the facility that POW runs their events besides Fox Lake, and I said, what a better thing than come on your show and talk Woo! about professional wrestling while I'm at the building that we have these great wrestling events in Wooddale, Illinois, at T. Woods, cheap plug, but T. Woods Bar and Grill.
3: <laughs> yes, that place is hosted. uh several promotions over the years and uh, looks like a great facility to hold wrestling in and I know that uh, a lot of the events that have been held there have drawn some pretty good crowds. So uh, yeah, that's that's one place that's on my bucket list to visit here sometime soon. Um, Power Entertainment celebrating their 17 year anniversary. Uh, P.L., I'm going to go back with you and talk about the history as much as you possibly can because before there was a how entertainment there was the classic championship wrestling
6: Ooh! correct uh that the what happened was as we all know in chicago and this is my favorite thing that you guys will all appreciate and lady will appreciate chicago has, hold, 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 has i have deep, to stop you
5: right there i'm going to stop you what? right there just because i have a vagina and breasts then it doesn't make me a lady mm-hmm. so <laughs> i was
6: trying to I was
5: being respectable.
6: That's how I was
4: raised. Oh, darling. Oh,
5: darling. You say say, lady. I look around for my mother. And he's a married man
4: (laughs) with a – hey, he's a married man with a daughter and a grandchild. So, yeah. And and a a very respectful
5: son. Hey, hey. I'm I'm, I'm married with a daughter and a six-year-old grandson. Well, almost six-year-old. Well, see –
6: Well, then I should call you miss because I know not to call people ma'am. So, see, that's how I write it. So, as as, as my wife always hates being called ma'am, too. So, as I digress, as we know in Chicago, the history of professional wrestling is deep and rich, going back to the Bruiser and the Crusher days at the amphitheater with Bobby the Brain Heenan and going further into with Windy City Wrestling, with the godfather of wrestling, Sam DeSero. And I don't use that lately, but Mm -hmm. lately people have been throwing the word godfather around. But you look at the history of wrestling, you have Sam DeSero, who did Windy City Wrestling, that had programs, that had television, that had it all. And then, just like every promotion, he decided to stop doing Windy City Wrestling and during that time when Windy City was, there was something called PWI, which was run by Sonny Rogers, and I forget the guy that owned it before, but Sonny Rogers mm-hmm. ran it. And then when I came on board uh, in 2001. That was, uh,
4: that was uh, Terry Scholl.
6: Yeah, Terry Scholl. Terry Scholl, then it was Sonny Rogers. And then so Sonny broke off from Windy City. Then right. all the, most, some of the guys left Windy City, uh, Jimmy Blaze. Oh. Who is who has been doing wrestling for over 30 years and a good friend of mine. You had Rick Knight. You had Rick Rocket, Wally Wild, uh, and a whole host of others. At K- uh, John, Bur- I, I don't know if John Burke was trained at Windy City, but John Burke came yeah, and was John, doing PWI. John spent some time, spent some time, time. time with us. Yeah, and he went to then then they formed PWI which then I was in the LWF the Lunatic Wrestling Federation. So at three at one time you had Windy City which was the WWF as I call it. Then you had PWI which was like WCW and then you had the Lunatic Wrestling Federation run by Billy Wack which was the ECW of Chicago. So you had three great promotions. In Chicago at the time, great guys on the LWF roster, Um, great guys on the PWI roster, and great guys in Windy City. Some of them I've met, some of them I haven't at that time. So then when Jimmy Blaze came on board with PWI, we turned it to PCW in 2001, which was our show Rebirth, which was over 900 people. You had Billy Corgan, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, was there, who runs now the NWA, was... Heart, came to see Sandman and Bill Alfonso. Who, thank you again, Sean, was on your show, which I talked to, and I was able to reconnect with Fonzie, who's a good friend of mine. And you oh. know, friends are tight in that business. You know, you can't they, don't throw that word around, but he's one of them that I can call yep. up, and he's like, "Yo, Daddy, whatever you need." He actually has one of the original five PL Myers action figures: Bill Alfonso, his oh, wow. friend Jonathan Hood, and Tommy Dreamer. So, oh. So long oh, story short, yeah. No, long story short, that show in Melrose Park with over nine hundred people paid. We know how people like to paper buildings. That was That's paid right. three hundred advance, and that. And mm-hmm. also, keep in mind, at that time, the Illinois Commission was defunct so you could have a real head count. I kept a real head count because I was making sure that I tell the true numbers. To, no offense. Oh, yeah, we had 2,000 people. No, we had 900 people there for that first show. We had Sandman, Bill right. Alfonso, Johnson Hood. We had pyro inside the building. We had Coach Joe Noon, my high school coach at York High School, won 29 state championships. I was a manager for him for the 14th and 15th state championships. He saw me win my guy's championship, and I gave him the belt and showed him said, Coach, this is what you taught me, how to act like a professional, look like a professional, and become a champion. So that night was very special to me. So Jimmy Blaze, after Dream Night 1, which was our WrestleMania Chicago, I called it Dream Night because it was everyone's dream to walk out that tunnel. So a Dream Night 1 with the Road Warriors, Elmhurst College, Seth oh. Rollins' very first show was watching me and Big Jack John Burke take on the Q101 guys, Jimmy Blaze, the other legend of Chicago, wrestled sacrifice in the main event. So after that, he decided, you know what, with all this knowledge, you know, when you have too many Chiefs, not enough Indians... I'm going to start my own promotion, which was fine. They started Classic Championship Wrestling. It didn't go as far as it was supposed to go, I guess, because I wasn't watching what they were doing. I had to worry about PSW and Dream Night. Jimmy Blaze, my right. friend, started POW Entertainment, and that has taken off. I mean, think about this way. Jimmy Blaze running successfully, Besides PCW, because PCW was around for 14-plus years with the biggest shows, biggest names, and no offense to Sam DeSero. He had big names. He had big draws. But when you consider the legends that walked in the PCW ring, that everyone plays with the same deck of cards. They could have rolled the dice. They didn't have Bobby the Brain Heenan. They didn't have the Road Warriors with Paul Ellery. They didn't have Ric Flair, Dusty Rhodes, Bret Hart, Kurt Angle. Sting, mm. The ultimate warrior, step wow. in our ring, step in our Piper. ring. Mick Foley, Piper. Piper. Sorry, and I'm not trying to. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, you also have Jimmy Superfly snook up, Matt Hardy. Oh, All these legends. I got a good <laughs> story for you. Oh, I got one too. I got a good. I got a good up story for you because I got hit on the head with coconut. So the thing was <laughs> is that with with. All the things that Sam DeCiro did, that's why he's the legend that he is. If it wasn't for him, that's PCW correct. wouldn't be around. If it wasn't for PCW and Sangha Standard Chicago, Jimmy Blaze learning all that knowledge, going now to POW. POW has run successfully in Chicago for this many years. They ran, they're the only company that ran the ODM successfully after ECW. TNA couldn't even go in there and fill the building. Jimmy Blaze did. That's correct.
3: That's Nobody correct.
6: else did, and he ran it twice. So Jimmy Blaze has set a standard where his guys are respectful, his guys are knowledgeable, he has some legends in his company, he has some rookies in his company, he's training the new generation the right way. So long story short, 17 years later, he's going to go do wrestle raids in Addison, Illinois, at the oh, rec yeah. center. Tickets tickets are only 15 bucks in advance, 20 at the door, so you know you're, everyone's coming to nice. me for tickets ahead of time. And they're going to get three hours of entertainment of, of eight plus great matches. And I can go over those later, but that's what that's the long story of Chicago. PCW did everything they could after 14 years. The biggest shows Rick Knight, Wally Wild, myself, Rick Rockin, and Jared Priest, and JT Simmons, and J, mm-hmm. I think Jay Phoenix was one of the owners, sat down and said, You know what? We don't want to be jumped the shark. We did everything, we brought everything in, and we don't want, if we thought at the time, remember. Yeah. Wrestling, a few years ago, five years ago, was kind of dying off. We said, but you know what, know? we all got kids, we all got things, let's go home and celebrate what we did. And every fan in Chicago who got autographs, see, PCW at the time was the only company that got the big-name superstars to come in and do autograph sessions at a reasonable price. They weren't right. far, they weren't gouging the fans. So it's a team effort. It's not just P.L. Myers doing what he does in Chicago. Yes, I'm, a, I'm the P.T. Barnum of Chicago, but... The end of the day was it's a team effort, just like Pow is. It's a team effort. That's why I'm here at T Woods, and I'm standing in the exact spot, same spot where me, Matt Dewar, J- Cognito Jones, a silent genius of what he comes up with. We decided to jump me hooks and tell him that he this is the closest he's going to get to title. And that video that we did went viral, over two thousand views, only shared twenty five times. Because everyone's talking about what we did to our, the match that's coming up at Wrestle Rage Matt Dewar the future versus so O'Bannon with Cogneo Jones coming ringside Yeah
4: I've uh, I've actually I've actually uh seen Dewar um I saw him uh on an Anarchy show and
2: mm-hmm. I'm de- oh, I,
4: I'm definitely really impressed with this kid I mean uh he's got he's got a fantastic body He's uh He's he's ripped without looking gross like you see in the muscle magazines and that.
5: Yeah. Oh, so without, without looking without looking like Big Papa Pump, you mean? Right. right. He's a right. he's a living <laughs> fighting
6: machine, and that's what he is. He he has that that defined body of like a Greek guy, but not overly built. But he, I mean, the US guys think of this way? As we all know, the wrestlers spend hours in the gym, hours you know, gang gear, going over matches. This guy is a professional wrestler. If he's not at work, he's at the gym. If he's not at the gym, he's training. This guy has the it factor. That's why he is the future. He's very respectable. Yeah. He learns and when I came on board, Matt Dewar a year ago, was trying to um be something and he sent me a note says, Hey, I want you to come out of retirement I said, you know what? It's been five years. You know, I've done it all, I've seen it all. I managed the Chicago Connection, one of the most dominant factions, the dominant faction in 14 years. All the championships we won multiple times, more than any faction in wrestling history for 14 years. He called me up. I said, I'm coming to Wrestle Race last year, 16. What happened? I sat front row. P. L. Myers does not sit front row, and I watched him. I said, I'm breaking all the rules for you. He got the note. He saw it, and what happened? He he wins the Keys to the Kingdom. I come in January up to Fox Lake and what happens? We start taking names and we and he becomes the Midwest champion. Like that. Yep, yep. So like that's, say, that's got, where we're at with it. He's got the look, he's got
4: the he's got the in ring skills. Um now yep. I've never now I've never heard him on the mic, so I don't know as far as what he has in terms of mic skills and that but like i say i he's got he's got a real good in ring presence and you know honestly if uh if somebody Cody <clears throat> happens to uh see this kid and decides to uh pick him up Kenny <clears throat> Omega um uh uh-huh. you know, he could he could be he could be a big star <clears throat> on bucks
2: yeah.
6: Oh, yeah, and then you think of, think of it this it. way, Tony, Ka- well, and to- Tony Khan's from Chicago. He went to business school down at uh, Illinois. I mean, he right. knows the yep. Chicagoland UMI wrestling. U of I grad. U of I grad, and you know what? There's a lot of people from Chicago, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, he doesn't have on his roster that can help elevate his company because he needs to have some of those old-school guys that represent the past and – the tradition, or look at this way, NWA's been taking off with their Power Hour with Billy Corgan. You know, Ooh. that's another avenue for him, because because right. think of this way: Jim Cornette's down there. Jim Cor- no, no, Jim Cornette knows PL Myers very well. Well, cool. maybe you see Matt Dewar. Maybe you see PL Myers at the NWA because remember, PL Myers, aka Ward Myers for our pro, worked with Billy Corgan very closely as a manager for his company back then. So there are tries right, right. to you know work. And right. plus on top of it, and, who else wrote the four to be my book, Bobby the Brain Heenan? Right. God right. And his soul. and who else is and
4: who else is uh who else made his uh NWA debut on uh well his NWA power debut this week but uh huh? one Colt Boom Boom ah. Cabana.
6: Yep. Chicago guy. So boom, boom. So, so there's a lot. Yeah. So there's a lot of opportunities. So yeah. So that's what that's what's all about. It's about history of wrestling in Chicago, what it means to a lot of people, and a lot of people are still carrying that torch. And as I said, that's the great thing about going to a Pow show, is because you get to meet the wrestlers, you get to see the legends, and you get to get their autographs. And these people hold it very sacred. Jimmy Blaze. Holds his business very sacred. That's why they do the Midwest reunion the last, the last two years because he represents Chicago. You want to get trained, you talk to Jimmy Blaze because he knows everybody, just like P.L. Myers when it comes to managers and the business and outside people. Right.
3: Now we're going we're gonna to take a little bit of a turn here from our main course. But P.L. Myers is sure. more than a legend in just the Chicagoland area. In two thousand two P. L. Myers made his debut for the newly formed Revolution Championship Wrestling, a company that to be quite honest, kicked Powerhouse Championship Wrestling on its ass. Very good. at what age? Was, at yeah. what
5: age? How old were you?
3: Uh what age? I uh, well I, I was right 13. I'm 47, so No, yeah. he was no, 13. At no, time, I,
5: at the time.
3: I was 12 or 13.
5: no, 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 Oh,
3: oh, me? I was, I was
6: probably yes. twenty-seven, twenty-eight. Oh, 2002, Well, two thousand two almost. Yeah, I was, I was in the okay. late twenties, early thirties. So, yeah, because right. because uh, around
4: that because around that time, um, you made your uh, first appearances up in uh, Union, Illinois, for a yep. promotion called the Universal Wrestling Association. Yep, Fire I remember that
6: show very well. That show that show has a lot of history for a lot of us.
3: Um, yes, and I yes, be- we I yeah we ran
4: two events and unfortunately that was all. But hey, so I believe still had P.
3: L. Myers stuff. came in uh, right before the show that the that R. C. W. brought in Van Dam Bigelow, and the night they oh, made yeah, the announcement man. that oh. the night that they made the announcement that Van Dam Bigelow was coming in, you couldn't hear a pin drop because the place was so loud and explosive. Well, the the funny thing about it, the funny thing is real quick about Bam Bam Bigel. Bam Bam
6: Bigel needed to be driven back to Chicago. Well, P.L. Myers and his brother was going back to Chicago. P.L. Myers was with his brother in a small little Saturn car. That Saturn car had to drive Bam Bam Bigel up to Chicago all the way back up to Chicago. It was like a clown car. But Bam Bam had a great time on the way
3: home. Bam Bam oh, yeah. was very. Really. Close. Oh my goodness!
5: Wait, 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 wait. he's telling us. A... Let him tell a story. Tell me a story, Uncle Peele. Well, story... why... well, um, big... yes. well, Ban...
6: well, the story. What? What? Which story? Which story? The Bam Bam Bigelow.
5: Yes.
6: Well, Bam. Well, the thing man who can was, was is the. Dancing... Yes. The funny thing about Bam Bam <laughs> Bigelow is Bam Bam. Although I hate to say this to a lot of promotions, but promotions like to bring in big name guys well they think that their big yeah. name guys want to go to the bars afterwards well the problem is down in LaSalle as we all know it's 70 miles from where I live lived Elmhurst to LaSalle 90 miles a 100 an hour and a half there is no there is no way around it it's an hour and a half ride now if you have to go to O'Hare where Bam Bam stayed that's a two-hour car ride so the promoters oh, wow. basically said, Hey, Bam Bam, come on out. Your hotel's up o- by O'Hare, but you can party with us at the bar afterwards till like two. And by the time you get to your hotel, it'll be three o'clock in the morning with probably at a six o'clock flight. So Bam Bam, right. you know, the guys go up to Bam Bam. Hey, Bam Bam, you want to come party afterwards? Sure. He looks at me and my brother and goes, Let's get the F out of here. And we went.
2: We put him in the car <laughs>
6: and we drove. And my brother, who is the, with the nicest guy of the Myers family, who has helped with all the outside talent when we were in PCW, is in the car with Bam Bam, driving him. I'm in the back seat. And this is a small, looks like a little Lamborghini car. I call my oh, brother oh, Saturn God. a Lamborghini. He's driving, and all my brother can say is like, "I'm not gonna be like everyone else and mark up." Oh, Bam Bam, what's new? No, not much. Hey, you know, I really, you know, that one match you really had at WrestleMania 17, that was really great. And Bam Bam talked about it, and that was it. And for the next hour and a half, Bam Bam slept. We drove, and we said, "All right, we have our moment." Got out of the car. My brother took a picture with Bam Bam. Gotta go. Bye.
2: Boom. <laughs> and that's
6: how we. That's how we handed the talent. We took care of the talent respectfully because nine times out of 10, the wrestlers stay at a motel for, they get picked up in a broken down car. And my relationship with certain wrestlers, I knew how to treat them. We put them in the best hotel. We made sure they were picked up in a nice car that actually worked. I was there to meet them and we got them to the hotel to the show. Here's your payday. Thank you very much. Here's your hotel. Enjoy your flight. Took them to the airport before nine 11
3: you know, we actually would walk them to the gate. We would drop them off. Right. We would
6: make sure they were taken right. care of. Right.
3: Right. Yes. Yeah. Now, this was one of RCW's biggest shows to date. Uh, I don't know that this attendance record in LaSalle has been broken. They drew over 800 paid fans to see Bam Bam Bigelow. I don't know that you could wow. fit any more people in that building if you wanted to. And it was August. No, it was an August wow, night. It was an August night, and it was hot in that building.
6: Oh, yeah. That's why he wanted to go home. (laughs)
2: Um,
3: The other thing that PL was there for, I believe, was the RCW debut of Raven. Yep. And that was another show. That drew, like, 750 people. Because Raven was fresh off TV at that point. Everybody wanted to see Raven. Well, and also, too, keep this in mind, also
6: Candido mm-hmm. was down there with Tammy Sitch, oh, and Tammy and, and Tammy Sitch hurt her leg, and we actually did, I did an interview with Candido the next morning, uh, after, after uh, no, it was uh, that day, I think I did the interview with him, because we talked about mm-hmm. the thing, because we were staying at the same hotel, and the thing is cool. that those fans, keep this in mind, most people in the pence growing up never met Outside wrestlers. If you want to see the WWF wrestlers, the ECW wrestlers, you would have to stand outside the building or find the hotel, and you'd be lucky enough mm-hmm. just to say hi to them. Maybe, right? Gr- get growing up, you could get an autograph. You met, like, I met Bobby Heenan. We at the Allstate, better known as the Rosemont Horizon. We would yell at them back then when you could get to the door. and Go, weasel! Mm-hmm. You turn around like the biggest look, or you saw a wrestler. That was that was something. They never had the accessibility. So when ECW folded in 2001, now mm-hmm. you can start bringing guys. They were releasing people from WCW, WWF Legends. No one did autograph sessions. You could never get it. Well, when the door flooded open, wrestlers now started showing up. Well, as growing up, mm-hmm. you never had a chance. So what? that's why LaSalle, which has a great fan base, Probably better, and I hate to sn- knock Chicago fan base because they are great fans too, but LaSalle's fans are different. They're, they're something where you can't put a finger on. They're humble. They're nice. They appreciate the business. And that's, I mean, Chicago fans are great, but LaSalle, they're, they're one-of-a-kind fans.
3: Uh, fun fact for you, that
5: I did a whole area. One at a time.
4: Go ahead, Steve. Okay. I mean,
5: Sean, Sean, I just say
4: different. because I know from uh, you know working uh, working wicked and uh, working the uh, rumbles for the kids, how really appreciative the fans in that whole particular area are of the guys that come out and um, and uh, wrestle for them and that.
2: Yeah. You know they
4: they take they take that as really, you know, like you know, this is this is a this is a privilege that we get to see you. Thank you so very much and that. Huh. And, and I mean, you know, and that's just us. That's you right. know, not even the you know, the name guys that would get brought in on these shows and that.
3: Huh. Uh today I learned a fun fact about this area. Professional wrestling has been a part of the LaSalle for 44 years, dating back to 1975 mm-hmm. with the AWA. Uh, that's what I've got yeah. on the history books. I can't you, you find weren't, anything you further weren't, back that. You,
5: weren't even in a gl- you weren't even a glimmer in your father's eye.
3: Nope. Uh, but nope. 44 years of wrestling in this area, and Keel uh, wow. Myers is going to be here in a couple weeks to celebrate something that's going on. They don't fully support, but I'm going to go ahead and be the bigger man here. October 26th at the Knights of Columbus Hall, it's Dreamwave Wrestling, Dream On. P.L. Myers will be there. Uh, Icon of the Illinois Valley and Duck, Sea Red will be there. I mean, these are people that I've known most of my life, and uh, P.L. is the great guy. I remember when I first met P.L., and, uh, you know, talking to him as a child. And one of the coolest things that I ever did, and I don't know if TL was there for this show, but I made Christmas gifts for all the guys. And made Christmas gifts. And a little goodie okay, bag. Okay, what'd you wow. make? Right. What-
5: what'd you make and what was in the bag? Tell us. Um, with the class. A bracelet with
3: their name on it. Their wrestling name make- on it.
5: Made it, made out of what? Yeah, Be specific. What- the, fan, the fans' perspective wants to know. <laughs>
3: They were letter beads that, you know, you spell out the Ooh. name and put the beads yeah. on the th- the string and gave them to that and a couple other little things. And I remember giving Tammy Sitch and Chris Candido hers. And when Tammy saw hers she almost broke down in tears because what nobody realized was that night was also her birthday.
6: Yeah, it was her birthday.
3: <laughs> okay, was tell, 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 people,
5: <laughs> tell people who Tammy Sitch is for those who don't know who Sunny. She is. Sunny. Thank you. Yep.
3: And okay. Sunny, yep. Sunny gave me a free autograph picture. She personalized it to me. She let me pick oh out whatever God, one eh? I want. And she was one of the sweetest ladies you could ever meet. I know there's a lot of people that bad talk to me. She's had her past, but she was super nice to me. Um, She was back up here for Dreamwave a few years ago. And I saw her and talked to her about Ed Schumann. Yeah. And she had great things to say about Ed. And look, folks, wrestling here is taken seriously, more serious than it is anywhere else. Uh, We have been, PL has seen Uh, people uh, uh, do that. What about Toronto?
5: Come on now, Toronto's a good wrestling town,
6: too. Come on. Toronto's a great town. You know, I I went to, uh, when I was college, I went up to, uh, we did a uh, uh, trip up to Toronto, and uh, I got my official Toronto Argonauts hat. And I learned about the city, and I learned you about, uh, about the Ooh. culture.
5: You, di- you didn't get a Toronto Maple Leafs hat. Shame, shame, shame. T- shame. I'm
6: sorry. I, w- I at the t- I wasn't cultured at the time to know about different. That's, yeah, yeah. And that's Argo. where most
5: of the you know, I, 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 when I am speaking, you're not. Anyways, that is that is where most wrestling in Toronto was held. You also
2: went
5: keep to this or the mind. hammer? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And also keep in money. mind that's
6: where the ultimate warrior that's where the ultimate warrior won his uh, title.
5: Yeah. Yes. At, um at, Which is now known as the Sky ACC, Dome. Used to be known as the Skydome. Yep. April first. Yep. I was so mad at the guy I was dating because he took his brother and didn't take me. I was so mad. Uh, yeah. We yeah. worked together much longer um, after
3: that. Now RCW. But yeah. seriously, hold on.
4: An, hold on. An Argos hat, dude. Come on, dude.
2: Argos. Suck.
6: And it it looked, well, I didn't they didn't have the chance for sale in Toronto.
2: They
5: had well, the Argo. Yeah they act. do. Who who are you fooling? Where well, did you go, man? You, if you go down Young Street well, right, if no, you go down I went, Young Street I went, I just past college, there there is a total sports store and you could have gotten anything you wanted. Right beside the sports store well, is I got, I is, got, I got huge, the Argo huge, at the
6: at the Where they played, so that's what happened. So Um, anyway,
5: that's too expensive. Yes. (laughs) All right, we're going
3: Uh, off track
6: here and going on the wild. Why?
4: Because we're talking about
3: Toronto. Um, getting us back on track. RCW lasted from 2002 to 2005. In 2005, it was forced to shut its doors. Uh, There were other wrestling companies that ran here from 2005 to 2009, but in 2009. Uh, Mr. J. Repsol struck lightning in the bottle again because RCW here was lightning in the bottle. Um, He struck it again with Dreamwave wrestling, a more family-friendlier style than what RCW was because RCW was very much the ECW of a There were a lot of things that they did differently and uh, they'll be remembered for for a long time for. Um, Dreamwave has brought in some of the biggest names that this area has ever seen. Rick Flair, Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, you name it, they've been here. And mm-hmm. they are coming back for their reunion show, Dream On, on October the 26th at 7 p.m. at the Knights of Columbus Hall in beautiful downtown LaSalle, as Steve Freeman used to say. Um, so that's that's coming up, and PL's got that to worry about. We don't know what PL's going to be doing that night, Uh He's not told us. He's not given us any details. All we know is it's going to be a surprise. And um, then, you know, not even, not even two weeks later from that, he will be in Addison, Illinois for Pow Entertainment Wrestle Rage Seventeen. It's a big night uh-huh. for Pow, and uh, he's gonna. You've got a couple guys you're managing. Uh, you're you're managing Matt Jawar against Meat Hooks O'Bannon. And then you've got uh, Dr. Jeff Luxon and his tag team partner teaming up, and you're going for some tag team gold from what I remember. Well, actually actually, what's happened is that
6: Dr. Jeff Luxon, a veteran, uh, a great guy, is tagging with Dave Rydell, another veteran of the Chicagoland area, and we're going to be taking on Joey Cece and his nephew, an amateur wrestler named Joey Ariola. It's not for the tag belts. It's just there to put, a, put them in their place. Because see what right. happened is we were wrestling Joey C and then all of a sudden his nephew decided to get into our, my business and, you know, Dr. Jeff's business. So he decides this amateur wrestler background, comes in the ring and wants to start a match. So you know me. all right? you guys want to come to a match? We're going to put you on the biggest stage. We're going to embarrass you in front of everybody. We're going to bring the body bags. Because Dr. Jeff Luxon doesn't worry about bringing like stretcher, you know, those straight jackets that take you to the insane asylum for even signing up for this match. He's going to put you in a body bag because we're going to make sure that his nephew, his career is dead before he even starts. And Joey C.C. is kind of like Old Yeller. We're going to take him in the back, put him on my misery, and say, you know, you might be the pit bull back in the day, but today, it's Dr. Jeff and, you know, Dave Rydell's day, and that's the tag match I'm having that night, but the tag champs will be in action that night, they are going to be, uh, you know, no, they call them noise and booze and tattoos, the champs versus Chris Cairo and a mystery partner for the belts. So there are all the belts are on the line because Matt Dewar, the Midwest champion, is going to be taking on Meat Hooks O'Ballon because he decided to get the whole south side of Chicago, the Irish side, to show up for this Irish wake because that's what's going to happen because there's going to be no singing, no dancing. It's going to be a lot of crying. So Matt Dewar will go out with victorious with me and Cognito Jones. In my corner with me, and we're going to make sure of that. But also, too, as you guys know, Vic Capri, he's a champ, and he's going to be in a four way ladder match versus Ruthless Ramon, Acid Jazz, and Tyler Sullivan, Acid Jazz former Midwest champion, thanks to Mr. Matt Dewar. So uh, there's a lot of titles on the line that night. I mean, they got eight man tags. I mean, c- you can't make this great card up. You no. go to the website, you can go to Facebook, and look at all these great matches. These guys put their heart and soul on it. I mean, you even got. The guy coming up later tonight. You got Mr. Joey Ross versus Fr- and Frog versus the you know Trevor Blanchard. Need I say more? And his son Kyle. You know it's you know you see. I mean when you know you know you lost sight and you say my dad can kick your dad's butt. This is the first time where it's going to happen. Where no, my dad can't kick your butt. I have to do it. <laughs>
3: Well, Trevor yeah. Blanchard, a wrestling legend in his own right, uh, I believe wrestling oh, back from the early 1990s.
6: Yeah, um, and, and, that, and, that's, and that's what makes the great thing about Power Roster. You have – I mean, think about it this way. I mean, you've got all these other – I mean, you've got the revolution with Jimmy Blaze, Eric Freedom, and the Trainwrecker versus the Outlaw Saints, Dave Storm, you know, got GQ Gannon. And I mean, and it's a partner. I mean, and uh, well, along with Jenner Monroe. So the all say I mean, these are the great matches. You can't
3: legends, rookies, you name it. You got it. This is a place to be. PL, I want to sidetrack for a minute to talk about uh, yeah. what's happening in the wrestling business as a whole right now. We have yeah. a resurgence in the professional wrestling business with AEW, with the NWA back bursting back onto the scene with MLW going to be on pay-per-view from Cicero Stadium next month. I mean, talk to us about what this means for the business, uh, because like you said earlier, five years ago, business wasn't booming like this. No. I think the
6: thing is that, unfortunately, this is something, too. We're all the old men's on the porch, and that's what it is, because wrestling isn't what it used to be. We all grew up, like, if you said, give me a tape from the NWA saturday night 605 give me one of those or the last 10 years of WWE. i'll take the 605 show that's how i right. grew up i grew up on guys wrestlers that looked like wrestlers passion you they weren't reading they weren't actors they spoke right. from the heart as bobby heenan said and no offense i hate to pull back the curtain but oh, they never shit. said it was fake but we never said it was real And that's what Bobby Heenan and those guys did. They made it look real. They made Mm -hmm. it where you had passion. Those fans filled stadiums. They were on their hands. The resurgent is chasing the same piece of cheese because the problem is, what are they doing to get the next generation to come on board? Because I hate to say it, all those AEW fans, they're all the Ring of Honor fans. They're all the fans Mm -hmm. that are are trying to be the anti-WWE people. You know, you look at Billy Corgan's group, NWA. That brings in the same type of fans, but they're like the anti-WWF fans because mm-hmm. everyone's got stale. That's why NXT, NXT has succeeded because their style of wrestling is kind of like the Ring of Honor style. Yeah. Yeah, that's because what those, it's those fans Vince. want.
5: It's, it's, it's not, not so much Vince. anti-WWE. It's not Vince. Yeah. It's Paul Levesque. Oh, no. And, and it's Triple H. Yeah, yeah, and that's what it is.
6: So when you look at that, the resurgence of wrestling, yes, it's resurged in one way, But if you look at the numbers, you don't have the same amount of people watching wrestling. So, yes, there's a resurgent, yes, but. But you know,
5: okay, but you know what that brings me to? You sit there, and actually, I watched it on Raw, and you know how they say, oh, we have more viewers than this show, and we have more viewers than this show. And you know what? You're so full of shit. No, you didn't. Well, the thing is. No,
6: because the thing is that you got people don't DVR now. They watch and they fast forward. They're not. Are they actually sitting home and watching both shows? No, they're 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 doing other things. They're streaming. So the thing is that you're. The big the big thing is just like Chicagoland Wrestling, just like the resurgence of wrestling. Yes, there's a lot more players, but they're all pulling the same fans in. They're not going out to recruit new fans they' I mean, yeah, you have action figures. the kids don't play with action figures. The adults save them to get them signed. the The philosophy is okay. different so if you if, if you want to get it, you need to you need you need to have a reasonable ticket. You have to get those young kids to want to say, "Mom, bring me back next time i mean we We live in a society right. where we, we're we're too worried about Facebook, we're too worried about playing games in our basement downstairs, you know for hours upon hours. Talking to people, we don't connect anymore. So the business has changed. Right. Yes, there is a resurgence of wrestling, but the problem is is that it, are they are these people full-time wrestlers? No, look at this way. AEW has full-time contracts with health benefits. That's great. How long mm-hmm. is it going to last? Billy Corgan's group, great company. Yeah, WWE. No t- benefits. No benefits
5: because no, they're paid. They're paid
6: contractors. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and this and this yeah. is a true we story. I was told by week. Yeah, I was told by a referee. They go, P. L. Myers, okay, Vince McMahon signs you tomorrow, right? To let's say a hundred thousand dollars. First of all, they're not gonna pay that. Now no. at the hundred thousand dollars they take out thirty percent off for taxes. Well wow, that's seventy thousand dollars, that's a lot of great money. Take the travel expenses that I gotta pay. I have mm-hmm. no health benefits, I'm making less Rent. than my real job, and Vince McMahon can cut me within 60 days or six six months of my contract and cut me, oh, I got an action figure, and what happens? I was on WrestleMania. Okay, where do you go from there? I have no future, yeah. no nothing, I can go do some wrestling conventions, that's it. So the thing is that the business has changed. There's no protection anymore. AEW is great right. they do have health insurance. But yeah, there's more companies. But even look at this way. Ring of Honor, look at impact. There's impact thing is too. coming to the is coming to the odium. Are they sold out? MLW probably sell a thousand people tickets because their when, tickets are ten bucks. So the yeah, big when, when picture the big
2: thing,
5: t- yeah. back to people getting hurt. The one, the one thing yeah. I want to mention, that, um, and, and the boys will back me up on this and remind me who else yeah. was on the show, but the night we had Bobby Eaton on, by the way, I yeah. only got about seven words out of Bobby Eaton. Nobody told me he didn't really talk. Anyways, we yeah. were talking, that night we were talking about injuries and how back in the day, it was basically, okay, do you remember hockey before the goalies had to wear helmets, before the players had to wear helmets? Back then, yeah. no headshots. No headshots on the goalies. No head, no headshots really on the players. Okay. Yeah. Now and they were saying we tried our best not to hurt each other. Nowadays it looks yeah. like they're trying to take each other out. Trying to, like they're taking well, each other off the ladder.
6: Do you know what I mean? Well, that's what that's what that, well that's what Bret Hart said. Bret, uh, Bret Hart, Hart, mm. who we had a dream night twice, biggest mm. biggest draw, and we had over fifteen hundred people to see Bret Hart. And the thing is, Bret Hart, we were dinner. He goes, you know, what? <clears> I didn't go <throat> out to hurt people. I didn't hurt anyone. Yeah. That's my yeah. credit to my thing. Nowadays. Everybody hurts mm-hmm. everybody because they want that spot. It's, they can't tell a story it's in the ring spot. anymore. They have to high spot, high spot, high spot. So mm-hmm. overall, the business, like what, what yes, of, yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah, great to my, see the what, business it, grow. Yeah.
5: So one of the things I'm hating right now, injury-wise, yeah. which also reminds me of hockey, they're trying to trying to get people to stop um, cross-checking them from behind, is when, on the apron when they're slamming yeah. their back. Like their lower back yeah. and their and, and their necks off the side of the apron, that drives me nuts. Yeah. And also off the barricades. That drives me nuts. Yeah.
2: Okay?
6: It's, and it's the it, it, yeah. And that's a that's a tough thing about yeah. the business. But as I said, we can we can play armchair quarterbacks all day, but the business isn't going to change unless unless the the owners decide to change. And also too, then you have to reculture the fans because the fans mm-hmm. never knew what old school wrestling looks like. They don't know how to do a rest hold. Oh, they no. don't know how to tell a story we'll because of well. because of, <laughs> of of of. And, at WCW, when they decided to put main event matches on, there's no more squash matches anymore. They got put You're everything right. main event and. and Hey! Now we gotta have these long matches. No, now they're ten minute matches. Here's get your spots in. That's all you got. So it's it's a it's a hard thing to change. The business isn't the same that we all grew up watching. And that's why you become the old man on the porch and hey, forget it. I have my history. I have my friends. I have my old tapes to watch. Or I watch the NWA now. NWA is on free on YouTube and it's gotten thousands of views.
3: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, talk to us a little bit about the importance of promoters in the independent scene, attracting new fans at all times, because there's a lot of people in independent wrestling that get complacent with the 300 people draw and don't see the potential to go from 300 to 500
6: well the problem the, the, the problem is I hate to say like this goes back to the same point we're all dr- dragging after the same piece of cheese, and that's what it is no one's no one the ticket prices are sometimes too high now wrestle rage the reason why they're higher is because it's their anniversary show and they stack the cards you're going to get your money's worth but besides that, most shows are either priced out guys don't flyer, guys don't promote no offense. I'm on. I'm on the show. What am I doing? I'm cutting pro- promos. What does it cost me? I'm coming on radio shows. What does it cost me? Nothing.
5: Yeah. And I get exactly. the word
6: out there, guys. Most guys and girls don't know how to promote themselves. No offense. If I said tonight I'm going to have a match against Sean Hubbard and LaSalle, right? I'm a manager. He's a wrestler. Why is that mm-hmm. match going to draw the champion? Because I know how to promote. I know how to tell people about it. I know yeah. how to put myself over. I know how to put the match the same, over. You don't the say, same well, reason, Sean, yeah. I, yeah, and that's what that's what the thing yeah. is. So nowadays, promoters have to understand society is different. We have soccer moms. We have kids that play downstairs on their basements. They'd rather watch Netflix. They'd rather go get Redbox. They don't want to go out anymore. Oh. How do you draw them in? And the thing is that how you draw them in is that you, you have, it's a slow process. You have, it's not a marathon, it's not a sprint, it's a marathon. You've got to build your fan base up, and it takes time. You have to invest. You have to spend money to make money. You can't just put wrestling on the building. They're going to show up. It doesn't matter if I say, i got Hulk Hogan tomorrow. If I don't promote it the right way, I'm only going to draw 1,000 people instead of 2,000 people. Perfect example, Cicero Stadium. They brought in Hulk Hogan. He wasn't there for the show, but he was there for the meet and greet. A 10,000-seat building only drew less than 1,000 people.
3: Ouch. Um, yeah, that's, that's the thing. And we were talking about this just a couple weeks ago, PL. Nobody does posters on telephone poles anymore. Yeah. No. No. No, they don't but but the thing is that
6: it takes it takes a while like like for this upcoming show. I got flyers in my hand. They're double-sided. You can see the color, you can see you can read it. They got posters and banners uh, all over all over this area in Addison that Jimmy Blaze has been putting up. He's investing the money and the time in the show to make it work. So That's what Mm -hmm. he has to do, and his boys are and the the boys are flying. The boys are promoting. Why? You have to be able to promote yourself. You have to make those fans want to come out and buy your show and be there.
3: Absolutely. And you get some of these guys in wrestling now that are like, "Hey, I want this amount of money," and it's like, "Well, how many people are you actually going to bring to my show? Because if you're not bringing in at least, go ahead."
6: No, I'm just saying that that's the the bottom line. If you're a wrestler and you want to get noticed, you have to be able to go out there and promote and believe in what you're doing and say, I'm a professional wrestler. I'm not playing wrestler. I'm not wrestlers, Les Thatcher, likes to say, I am a professional wrestling. I'm a professional wrestling manager. What am I doing on a, on a Thursday night? I'm on this great radio station talking to three passionate wrestling fans and all the thousands of listeners that listen to you and then the fans in the Chicagoland area and down the stairs are going to say, I'm coming up to see P.L. Myers. Why? Because the match means something. So yep. that's, why, that's why it works. So uh,
3: Talk to us about the other matches at WrestleRage 17. Um and you know, there's there's been a lot leading up to this, obviously you guys jump being Meat Hook and the thing with Dr. Jeff Luxton. But uh okay. one guy I want to talk about real quick, Eric Freedom. Eric Freedom yes. has been wrestling since what, Steve, like ninety, eighty nine, ninety? Oh my gosh,
4: at least. Uh, at least, yeah.
3: There's there's a guy that made a huge impact down here. I mean he was yep. huge. There's footage Chinese. in there on YouTube at the at the Prue Mall where the Prue Mall uh, was at standing capacity around the ring because people wanted it. to see
6: wrestling. Yeah, and he, and that's another guy that I've learned so much for and I respect so much, Eric Freedom, because he cares about this business. He's respectful about this business. He cares about the fans up in Cadillac, Michigan, where he does his shows. And if you're up in that area, you need to go check out Freedom because if you're passionate about wrestling like he is, a respectful guy, a respectful locker room, that's where you go.
3: Absolutely. Uh, you know, you've got some great matches scheduled on uh, Wrestle Rage Seventeen, but there's also going to be a big guest there that we didn't mention at all tonight so far, and that is the War Machine Rhino will be in FN <laughs> on November what? 9th for Wrestle Rage. Hello Rhino, he's a Actu- sweetheart. Actual-
6: well, actually, uh, to mo- to the people out in Chicago, Rhino will not be able to be at Wrestle Rage due to the fact of his contractual Impact. obligations with with Impact. So Rhino won't be there. That's why the card is stacked the way it is now, because when we found out from Impact that Rhino was unfortunately unable to make it because of the success of what, you know, he popped up unexpectedly to sign a deal with Powell before his big Impact thing. And unfortunately Impact said, we're sorry, we have to, we need Rhino for these upcoming shows this weekend.
3: Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Well, that does Ooh, suck, man. but I know Powell does have uh, some tricks up their sleeve. It'll still be a great card from Jimmy Blaze. Reynolds' great. Uh, Reynolds' awesome. I love and that, And all of the great talent that's going to be on that show. Uh, uh, and, uh, uh, look, if you're, if you're listening to the sounds of our voice and anywhere in the Chicagoland uh, area, you've got to get uh, your butt to Addison, Illinois, on November 9th uh, for the big event, WrestleRaid 17. You're going to see a great night of professional wrestling. And look, P.L., I've been to shows lately that haven't even lasted 90 minutes. You guys are going three hours. Oh, my. Oh, Oh, my. Really?
5: Yeah,
3: it's going to be a
6: great show, family-friendly, and it's, it's a place to be. So I appreciate your time so much of coming on. I know Dr. Jeff is coming up and I really appreciate and hopefully Joey's gonna be calling in. I appreciate everything you've done I'll for do us. I, 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 I I'll be honored to come back on and tell you some Jimmy Superfly oh, snook, yeah. snook stories. Okay, okay, okay. And can just, can we can you
5: and I exchange at least one snooker story each? Mine's real quick. Uh
6: well well I will I will I will I will have to <laughs> save it for an, another show because that's a teaser Aww. for people to listen on the upcoming week. Okay. So I look All forward right. to see it. So, all right. Thank, Thank you, so you so much, much for letting me come on. All I appreciate right. it.
3: Thank you. Thank I'll you so much tomorrow, man. All right. That oh, wow. P.L. Not Myers. Sold. The shot to the top. I've known P.L. Myers since I was about 12 years old. One of, uh, not only a Chicago yeah, legend, but a legend of LaFalle. And uh, one day soon, <laughs> I don't know if P.L. can hear me, but one day soon, he will be in the Icons of the Illinois Valley, which is the Hall of Fame that Steve Kane and I put together down here that has honored some great men and women. And with that, I'm going to go to my little announcement. Uh, This is not anything we're selling tickets to, but uh, October 26th, I am having a small get-together, a country house restaurant in LaSalle, Illinois, at 4 p.m. I will be honoring the late wife of Jonas the Giant and the sister-in-law of freight train Jonas that day, along with the Urban Sensation Sea Red, and my trainer, who has also been on this show, the Sultan of Slitter, Since that will be oh, October, love, 26th, we all know October 26th at 4 p.m. at Country House Restaurant in LaSalle. If you're listening to the sound of my voice and are in the LaSalle area and want to come see us, uh, we'd be more than happy to see you. It's going to be about an hour-long ceremony, and we're going to share some good memories and get some good food, and uh, just enjoy each other's company while we can, because this is the first time that we will all be under the same roof. It's supposed to happen June the 1st, but we all know what happened with that, so... Um, Never mind. You know, that, uh, that is what's coming up, and uh, I'm hoping to have some other news that I'm going to be breaking, hopefully, live on Facebook Live on October 26th. Everybody has counted statistics, Sean David down and out, and I'm here to tell you that that's I've always got things in the works. You can ask Steve, you can ask Katie. I'm I'm a busy man, I've always got something in the works. And Okay, um,
5: I I know what you're talking about. <laughs> right?
3: You know. I believe you do. We
5: discussed, it. we discussed it last week and all I said is don't fuck it up.
3: Remember? Yep. 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 So there's there's a lot going on with me and uh you know, uh, I'm here to tell people the RWF is not dead. We may be on a hiatus, and we've taken hiatuses before. It sometimes happens. It's out of my control. Shit happens. But, but I have not given up on bringing wrestling to this area, and that's all I'm going to say about that. Um, so um, I'm, I, I have much love for the fans here in LaSalle. Growing up here was an honor. And being able to work in this area was even more of a privilege and to bring my product to this area meant even more to me because, uh, you've, you've all heard, unless you're a new listener, I learned from Ed Schumann and Ed taught me so much in a very short period of time that I have morals when it comes to the wrestling business. I don't let guys go out there and do whatever the hell they want. If they want to go out and go on the business, go into business for themselves, then I'll tell you they're getting fired on the spot. I don't put up with bullshit. That's why I, I am selected with the bookings that I take. And there's certain promotions that won't take a chance on me, and I'm okay with that because I'd rather not put up with bullshit or drama. I don't have time for it. I don't have the patience for it. Yep. Yep.
6: Yep.
4: Uh, and I'm too old for it.
3: Yeah. Uh, so, I uh, want to bring you all a quick update. T.L. Myers will be back with us again on Thursday, so. November 7th.
5: Really? With more really? stars.
3: Yes. With oh, most, okay. more I stars.
5: Thought, thought. Okay, never
3: mind. With more stars of Power Entertainment and uh, we will be talking about that Saturday's event on November 7th on November uh, talking about the November 9th event, November 7th. And we've got some other things in the work. There's a couple uh, guests that I've been talking to uh one of which shocked me and uh messaged me this afternoon and I'm not gonna say who, but all you I can say not. is they're a Memphis wrestling they're a Memphis wrestling legend.
5: So you know what this means? You know what this means, kids? This is I don't know. I don't know. I run the cool kids table and and I don't know who he's talking about. Okay?
3: So um, there, that will be
5: that. Yes, there's that.
4: But I do, and oh boy, I hate <laughs> you.
5: You're not allowed to the co- listen. Okay, now I'm pissed. All right, look, look, man, what what the co the co president of the of the cool kids table gets to know, and I don't.
3: Look stop. at the chat.
5: In a you, second, you
4: saw it. You saw
5: it. Oh, yeah, very You nice. talked about
4: it earlier this yeah, afternoon.
5: Well, well, how much coffee did I have in me?
4: <laughs> Hopefully All enough right. by then. Jeez Louise. Well actually like I've switched, I've, four
5: I've o'clock tomorrow.
4: your time.
5: Okay, well, um four o'clock I think I was um otherwise in, engaged at that time. <laughs> I okay you
4: don't need to know anymore. <laughs> I wasn't
5: doing that. I was watching T V, darn it. <laughs> oh my yeah. god. See you guys right, later. Well, hey, I'm trying to put
4: Hey, I'm trying to I'm trying to put you over. Give me yo I know work are. with me here. Put
5: me over, baby. Put me
2: over.
3: We're <laughs> going to go ahead and take our song break right now and hopefully Yay! when we come back we'll have our next guest with us from Power Entertainment to talk about yep, more of Rebel Rage 17. Oh. All right, and we are back with more of Wrestling Authority Radio on the Evolution Radio Network, live and only live on Blog Talk Radio. I am statistic Sean David bringing you into Hour 2 of War here on the Evolution Radio Network, and tonight we're talking about POW Entertainment, Rage 17. It comes your way November 9th in Addison, Illinois, and uh, we're supposed slated to have some more guests with us Joey Roth and Power Original, Dr. Jeff Luxon. And as soon as they're here, we will get right into things. Um,
5: All right. What shall we talk about until, in the meantime?
3: Uh, well, well let's, tell talk you about, what. let's talk about AEW uh, first. I'll,
5: well, yeah. actually,
3: actually,
4: actually, actually, though, Sean, there's some news that broke earlier today that. Um, is very, very interesting because it uh, looks like uh, somebody might be gone that um,
0: we haven't seen
4: for a while. But, um, well, it seems Alicia Fox's profile has been moved to the alumni section of WWE.com. Oh, my shit. Really? Really? Yes. Now, of course, the big wow. thing with this—can I ever have? Her hat? This, yeah, really. That big uh, tall uh, captain's hat of hers. Yeah. Oh my God, yes. Um, oh, I want those hats. <laughs> but, uh, but, see the, but see the funny, the funny thing is this: um, with uh, with her situation, she was. Um, the uh person who is the reason that arn anderson got fired by WWE oh, for real. oh really yeah because because she is the one who um was had showed up at a house show apparently under the influence and arn still let her work and so That's why, that's why he got, uh, he got canned. So.
5: Okay. People, you can't be messaging me while I'm on air. No more. And, and it's just, uh, don't, don't worry, AD. It's not you. Somebody else. (laughs) And it's not Bill.
4: Right. Right. So. Okay. Go ahead. Um, oh, oh, here's, here's another, here's another thing. Um. Seth Rollins has been pulled from the Team Hogan versus Team Flair 5 on 5 tag match what? that's uh, going to take place at Crown Jewel in uh, Saudi Arabia on October 31st.
5: Oh why? There goes all that.
4: Yep. Yep. Um so that yeah, so right now um Now, the one thing that we do know is that uh, Rollins will be defending his title against Bray Wyatt in the Falls Count Anywhere match, um, as had been announced on Raw. Now, in terms of uh, the uh, Flair versus Hogan match, so far now the only people on Team Hogan are Ricochet and Rusev, while on Team Flair you have Lashley, Orton, Nakamura,
5: and Corbin. they're gonna to have to get a new team leader or whatever Seth was.
4: Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was Seth like the, supposed to be the captain
5: Damn. of Seth the team.
2: So.
4: These people
5: gotta stop, me. stop messaging me. Stop messaging me. Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! Stop
2: so. it! And, another, you, and another
5: big and
4: another big thing that happened <laughs> um, today. New Japan their well their uh their uh, parent company uh uh Bushiroad has Sorry. All right. <laughs> but uh Bushiroad the uh parent company of uh New Japan has purchased the Japanese women's promotion Stardom which WWE had an interest in at one point and tried to pick up. But also at the same time, and this is a this is another big thing on that. Um one of the star does, one of the stardom uh champions is none other than B Priestley. And B Priestley is of course also part of AEW. That's correct. Now what's the what what's the difference with that? New Japan does not have a working relationship with AEW. So does that mean that B. Priestley is going to be told you can work for them or you can work for us? Now that's there's yeah you know, it's sort of it's sort of like the whole thing with the uh um mike Bennett's uh contact release mike Bennett list was uh, posted that he had asked for his release, but there is nothing in any of the reports about Maria asking for her release
3: that's correct, I know right so all right, with mm. that, we're going to go to our next guest. He is
5: hold on, I got. A- no, let me let me do something first. Hold on, let me do something first. Don't okay. start doing this every time. Play you, darn it, play you, play play. There you go. We have a guest.
3: Ladies and mm-hmm, gentlemen, would- this is CCW and Pow Original. He is Doctor Jeff Luxon. The
1: doctor hey, is in. how you doing? <laughs> We're doing hey, great bro. tonight,
3: Jeff. How are you? Hey, Thank Jeff. you for joining us. How's up? going, brother? Doing
1: good. Doing thanks, thanks for coming thanks out, Thanks for Jeff. having me on. Thanks for yeah. having me on. Uh, it's great to have you on. Jeff, hey. you're,
3: probably, uh, you're you're rather new to our listeners. Talk to us about how you got your start uh, in mm-hmm. professional wrestling all those years ago. No, so, absolutely. Absolutely.
1: So, uh, I did a little wrestling through high school, and then... Uh, this would have been the late 90s before all the uh, wrestling school boom and during the Attitude Era, ECW Era. Um, I ventured out from living in Grays Lake, Illinois, and I moved out to right outside of South Philadelphia into the border of New Jersey in Paulsboro, New Jersey, where I trained at the Monster Factory. Under uh, the original school with Larry Sharp, Danny Cage, who's the trainer now, was actually a student when I was there. Oh, wow. So that's where I began, was uh, at the Monster Factory in New Jersey, and I actually started on the East Coast, even though I'm from Illinois. Hmm. So out there, I got to wrestle a lot of guys from the original ECW, like the Pitbulls, Sandman, uh, oh. Bill this Wesley. So I came up a little bit different than a lot of the Midwest guys. wrestled okay, for different NWA wow. groups out there. So wrestled all the way in Maine, Delaware. Nice, nice.
5: Yeah. Very cool.
1: So, yeah, from there, uh, you know, I got to do, at the time, wrestling was real hot, so there was a lot of, uh, a lot of news media always running around Monster Factory. Did stuff with MTV, Rolling Stone, Newsweek, uh, different Fox affiliates through like Miami, Las Vegas, Philadelphia. Uh, just did a ton of, ton of stuff for A&E, so... Mm.
3: and it sounds there, like you've I, been uh, very busy um talk to us about when you first came to ccw so
1: that would have been so i left new jersey i came back uh right here in illinois where my hometown is uh gray's lake like i mentioned and uh i ran into um sonny rogers and started talking to him talking about the monster factory and he uh pointing in the direction of CCW. So I uh, joined aboard CCW. That was a classic ch- championship wrestling at the time. Right. And uh, from then, I went on and had a perfect record and eventually Ooh. captured the heavyweight title from oh, Eric Freedom. Hmm. Uh, good old Eric. I, what a legend.
5: I know who Eric is. No.
1: Yep. So then I had a good run with the uh, – championship there for CCW uh, had a really hot rivalry with uh, Rough Crossing, who I'm sure we all know in the Midwest here. Oh yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I, I don't... I'm
5: Canadian. I'm Canadian, sorry. I, I oh, to okay. say no edge not know. I, I wrestled, but I've wrestled Toronto. In Canada.
1: I wrestled in I wrestled in Windsor.
5: Oh, there's a good wrestling yes. in Windsor. Yeah.
1: Yes. Yes, I actually trained with Scott Damore uh, at the Can Am Wrestling School. Right over the border of Detroit into Windsor. Oh, so God.
4: I worked with Scott back well, in the day. Jeez City, well, when, when he go to Ohio.
5: If if you if you're ever oh, okay. in Toronto, uh, if you're ever in Toronto, look up a company called uh, Smash Wrestling. And also look up another company called uh Greefetown Wrestling. Um yeah.
1: We've got right. some good wrestling I, here. I, yeah, <laughs> check it out.
5: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, continue. Yeah, uh, I'm from, sorry.
1: <laughs> From there I uh uh eventually, you know, at that long feud with Rough Crossing, um we actually I know Wrestle Rage seventeenth coming up here November ninth, actually years ago, uh we main evented WrestleMania or Wrestle Rage three, uh in Oak Grove and uh the main event was Rough Crossing and myself and uh that's where he finally gave me my first defeat and took the championship for me for his first title run and uh from there on, I kind of, you know, I thought it's time to move on, so I left CCW, and that's, that's when I headed to Canada, and I eventually headed down to Orlando to wrestle for TNA. I love,
5: can you say Canada again? I love how you say Canada. Just a little Canada? Sense. Yeah, Canada. <laughs> Canada. You said Canada. It <laughs> was great, sorry. I'm in an extra good mood tonight, just because we had a hiatus, not having any guests for a little bit. Why it doesn't even okay. matter? It's not important. So to to have people <laughs> other do you have people other than my usual boys, you know my family. Well, you know how that right. can be. It's kind of like Thanksgiving dinner sometimes. So to have other people yeah. to uh, have adult time with is is really cool.
2: Boy,
5: get <laughs> hear some news stories. I so I feel so
4: insulted right now. Jeez, oh right? my
5: goodness, I love it. Old man, young man, I love your story. But lately, it's just been us, and, and, you know, we've just only been talking wrestling. We haven't had other people come in and talk about wrestling. So, it's, it's, it's refreshing, you know, like like a cool morning breeze.
1: Yeah, I'm glad I could provide that. Like I said, the <laughs> We're not boring.
5: I'm, boy- I'm not saying my boys are boring. I'm not saying we just didn't have Hugo Savinovich on. It's just I like interviews. I like to interview. I like the stories. This is on the fans' perspective, so I need the stories. I need to be a sponge. I need to learn. You hear what I'm saying well, here? I can teach. Yeah,
3: absolutely. Oh, yeah. He's yeah. not called the doctor for I- nothing. Uh, quick, quick update here. <laughs> um, I posted on Facebook earlier today that I had found that wrestling, uh, as far as back as I could find, was he- here in LaSalle, Illinois, in 1975. Our good friend Derek St. Holmes has pointed out to me that uh, going it goes back to at least the 40s and going back further, if trains stopped anywhere near here, chances are wrestling was there at some point. So that's, that is our history lesson for the day. Um, my God, what a history. And professional <laughs> wrestling is still going strong in this area. So, man, great, great Great history lesson today. Um, now, PL was just on, Dr. Luxon, mm-hmm. and he told us yeah. about how you have a huge match coming up November 9th at WrestleRage 17 in Addison. Yeah. It's going to be you and your partner against Joey C. and I believe his nephew or cousin or something, some sort of family yeah. member. Nephew. Yeah,
1: that's right. So, yeah, I, actually, this year has been very big. I have a lot of big matches coming up, and Wrestle Rage is the, the next big one uh, Wrestle Rage 17. And yet yeah, myself and uh, longtime friend and tag team partner, Dave Rydell. We teamed a long time ago for uh, AWA Slam and War, if you remember them in Chicago. Yeah. So, uh, we've yeah. reunited in person. Dave's Powell. a good guy. Oh, Dave's an awesome guy. So, great partner, great friend. So, I know my partner really well. And then I know Joey Chichi's his partner's family, but the difference is, even though they say blood's thicker than water, his partner has no experience. His partner is technically not even a professional until after our match, because this will be his first match ever. Will be at Wrestle Rage. Wow. So Joey Chi-Chi has picked, uh, you know, his nephew who has this collegiate wrestling background. So I mean, he is an athlete. Does, he does know his way around like combat sports so I mean that's, that's he's got that form but being in the ring I have 21 years of experience Dave has 15 years of experience so I mean to overcome that alone Joey teaches is kind of in a handicap match on, at WrestleRage and so you got the pit bull and the puppy as I have to refer to them as
3: <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like it's going to be a great I- show this is this is the 17-year anniversary of CCW slash POW, and uh, you have been a part of a lot of that history.
1: Yeah, I was. I actually just came back. They, I was there for CCW in the beginning. I left before it became POW, and then I think I came back like right on the 10th anniversary for POW. I showed up again. So. Wow. Big of a idea. Excellent. I I, that's when I went to Canada. That's when I went Canada. down to Orlando and did TNA, and then eventually uh, I would do FCW uh, back in 2010, train under uh, uh, Dr. Tom Pritchard, Norman Smiley, Steve Kern, Dusty Rhodes, Mike Graham. Mm. Mm. Mm.
0: So I got love to them. wrestle, no, it.
1: a lot of the guys you see now, I actually wrestled them before, like I wrestled Husky Harris, I didn't wrestle Bray Wyatt, but I wrestled oh. Husky Harris. Oh, hey, hey. I wrestled Leo Kruger, not Adam Rose. So I was partnered okay. with Tony Black, Seth Rollins. Yes. Yeah. Mhm. Uh,
5: nice. Very nice.
1: Yeah. So, the, like I oh. said, the doctor, he stays busy. We got Wrestle Ridge coming up, and then I'm I'm all over the place. I'm all over the Midwest. Uh, October 26th, I got Great Lakes Chan- Championship Wrestling with Dave Hero. Uh, it's ladies' night, Ooh. and it's myself and my longtime partner Ryan Cross. Defending the tag team championship against Jake O'Neill and Mr. 3% John Hudson in a no DQ match. Then we have November with Wrestle Rage. And then in December for SSW, I'm actually wrestling Tito Santana where I've made it my mission. Oh, really? Yes. I yes. love Tito and Santana.
5: He's one of I've never favorite met Tito ever,
1: Santana. Ever, ever. I I've to. never met Tito Santana, but oh, I have Oh, he's a great time guy. I was.
4: I Jeff, I worked I worked with him um, many years ago um, when uh, when uh, Jimmy and uh, Sonny and myself uh, did a uh, PWI show in uh, Elgin, Illinois, and um, right. so it was it was it was because I mean it was right in the middle of college football season. So um, on matches that uh, um, I wasn't involved with. Tito and I are sitting around downstairs in the in the lower level of the of the theater under the stage in that in the dressing room area, and we're sitting around watching college football.
2: <laughs> well, there
4: you go. <laughs> oh man, it was it was great. It was great. It was great stuff. He's a he's a super he's a super nice guy. You will have a great time with him. Seriously, he's one of, yeah, I, I kind of you know, I feel a, like I'm kind one of the
5: vessel. Oh, one of the first, one of the first matches I ever saw, as a matter of fact, was Randy Savage and Teo Santana, and that's when the, Savage took the Intercontinental off of Tito. I remember. That's one of the very first matches I ever saw. I was. I, I was always. Uh, I was, I was always a Rick I want to say, say I was. I want to say I was ten. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I was always a Rick Martell fan, so I feel mm-hmm. this is my chance to kind of be a vessel since Rick Martell's not a part of the wrestling world really anymore. He's kind of stepped away from it. So yeah. I see myself as yeah. a vessel to pick up where Rick Martell and Tito left off. So I love Rick Martell. I mean, I have great respect for Tito Santana. I'm yeah. looking forward to stepping in the ring with him. But I want to be the one that ends the Hall of Famer's career.
5: Oh, 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 oh. No. I, yeah. I, I, and that, that's all I'm going to say cuz oh, wow, you talk about ending a legend. What's, what do you think you are, man, Randy Orton? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I just think uh you know, I just think that'd be that'd be a uh, pretty cool to have that on my resume. And, yeah. So.
5: That is a serious feather in your cap, sir.
1: That's right. Mhm. That's right. That's a championship I can't lose. No one could ever take that away from me.
5: That's right. It's yours, yours, yours. That's right. Okay. Oh. Um. So
3: Dr. Lusson has been around in wrestling for quite some time now. He's wrestled with some of the greats. He's been around the country. He's been around uh, another a couple countries, Canada and the United States. And uh, tell us about some of your favorite opponents that you've worked in the time that you've been wrestling.
1: All right. Let's see here.
3: So, well, I got to, have to mention my first opponent
1: was King Kong Bundy. So, you know. Oh God. We, we all I'm know King Big Kong oh,
4: I miss Chris. Oh, I we had a them. lot of great times together.
1: Mm-hmm. Then uh coming up through the Monster Factory, uh a regular opponent of mine, uh Cliff Compton, who you'd probably know as Domino in the WWE oh, from Deuce yes. Domino. So him and I we started training the same week at the Monster Factory together. And uh mm we formed a tag team for a short time and then we had a little rivalry. So Cliff Thompson was one of my first rivals out on the East coast. Okay. Uh, rough crossing. I can't, I, I, I throw him in there as one of my best opponents ever is a rough crossing right. for sure. We had so many matches and I mean, I know it's not the same, but to me, to him and I had that Ric Flair sting kind of chemistry. So I always enjoyed uh, stepping across the, the ring in front of a rough crossing. Yeah. Um, other opponents that I've enjoyed, uh, again, uh, he wasn't Bray Wyatt at the time, but Husky Harris, he was an awesome opponent. We wrestled in Florida against each other. Um, uh, wrestling Seth Rollins was an honor. He was, that guy's. He's as awesome as he appears on TV. He's just as awesome in the ring when you're up against him. So unbelievable. Got to put him in there. And then uh, actually – I know like, for a while a lot of people didn't know this name, but now he's really out there with New Japan and he was on AEW last night. But Trent Beretta, my greatest match ever, I'll say, was in Florida against Trent Beretta. So oh, my gosh. Him, he's one half of the best friend yes. tag team.
4: Yes, I know. I know Trent. I know Trent Barretta. Oh, my gosh, yes.
1: What a talent.
4: Oh, Yeah, unbelievable. Man. I couldn't
1: believe when WWE let him go, but he was – he was awesome. A lot of times when you're, when you're there in the developmental, you can see what the guys can do on the house shows and all the, the live mm. events. And, you know, you, and you see him on what you see on TV. You're like, Oh, you know, they don't do much when you only see him for two minutes or you don't see him for six months. It right. was unbelievable. Like, they guys had talent. They just, he was wasted talent. WWE, and now he gets to finally showcase it in new Japan and with uh, AEW. So yes. I'm really happy for Trent.
3: Barretta.
4: Yes. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Um,
3: Quick little update here, just a little side note. Uh today there was a list posted of the ten best wrestling schools for aspiring wrestlers. Uh number ten is Glasgow Pro Wrestling Asylum out of the UK. Oh. Number yeah. nine is the Ring of Honor Wrestling School. Number eight oh, is the wow, WWE wow, Performance wow. Center. Formerly oh, wow, that role. They're
5: that low on the totem pole? Yep. That's shocking. Oh, whoo! Someone oh, might have to sit down and
1: explain
3: that one to me. Yeah. Uh, number seven oh. is Flatbaks Wrestling. Uh, this is a company run by Tyler Breeze, as well as Sean Spears. Number six okay. is out of the Midwest. It is the Black and Brave Wrestling Academy in the Quad Cities. That is all right. Seth Rollins' school. Yeah. Number, five Number, six, is the wild Samoan. Number five is the Wild Samoan Training School. If you don't know oh, anything do about the Samoans, if you're new to listening to wrestling podcasts and don't know who the Samoans are, you need to Google them and YouTube them
5: because yeah.
3: that's yeah, family legacy. To, yeah.
5: yeah, you need to study up. Study up, son. Study up. That's all I got to say. Yep. Study up, boys and girls.
3: Uh number yep. four is JPWA ran by Kane and Pritcher. Mm. Number three is the NGPW Jojo.
5: Okay. Number okay. Number two which, uh, is reality uh, do they, do of they, Ro-
3: they
4: say which, do they say which wait, 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 one, whether wait, wait. it's the uh, original Japan or the LA dojo? Uh
3: they say both. E- either one. Oh wow. Oh,
4: okay. Interesting. So. Number two is on.
3: Reality of Wrestling uh, Booker T mm-hmm. And number one wow. Is The Monster number Factory one.
5: Oh what That's, that's ah, that where I graduated
3: from That's
1: why I tell you I'm number yep, one in that's the Midwest Number mm-hmm. one
5: school I went So again, uh, so so again what, was no, what was number three What was number three Because it, it goes Booker, Monster Factory Who was number three
3: NGPW Dojo.
5: Okay. New Japan. Yeah,
3: New Japan. Yep. Okay,
5: that's that's saying a lot. So All right. A top three, well, I'm gonna let
3: Steve and Katie have their turn talking to Doctor <laughs> Weston. I'm gonna kind <laughs> of oh, sit no, back no, no, and no, no, listen no, no, for it. No, another. no,
5: no, no, You're not. Oh no, you're not. I hate Mm-mm. when he does this. I hate when he does this. No, 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 no! Sean, you can get your skinny butt back on there. Anyway, okay. <laughs> go ahead, Steve.
4: Well, I mean, you know, cause I, mean, we could, I mean, Jeff and I can start uh, probably swapping stories. I mean, because of course we've uh, worked a lot. Uh, we have, I think we, I think you and I actually uh, worked uh, maybe once or twice. Um, I don't, I don't recall if you, if you were uh, part of that uh, cancer benefit that uh, we did the one time, the marathon session or not, Um but uh I don't
1: think so. I I don't recall. Okay.
4: Okay, that might that might have been recall. that might have been while you were gone at that okay. at that point. Um you know. Um but uh then you know, but uh i you know of course uh you know Jimmy and I obviously I mean Jimmy Jimmy and I trained together over Windy City, um and like I say you and I have a lot of uh people in common. Um Bundy, oh god, I miss that guy. We had such we had such great times together. Oh goodness together. me! Oh my I love god! Bundy. Oh.
5: Bundy Bundy I'm... Bundy scared me into liking him. If you, if you get my drift here. more I think it was more of hey man, because my sister was like two two and a half times my size growing up. Okay, I was just a wee thing, all right. I was like four foot nine. I'm only <coughs> five foot one and a half now, but still anyways my sister was a great deal bigger than me while I was growing up so I'd see Bundy and I'd be like hey I wonder if he'd come to my house and do that to my sister <laughs>
2: <You
5: know? laughs> so, Yeah, yeah <laughs> I loved it so I used to imagine his opponents as my sister every once in a while yeah it's not why I love Bundy but yeah, I respect that man a great man great career
4: oh yeah he was he was awesome um you know, I I don't I I want to I want to hear Jeff's first impressions of him because the first time the first time I ever worked with Bundy um, was at Belmoral Park in uh, Creed, Illinois, Windy City Wrestling TV taping. We had him, we had Coco Beware and Tataka all of whom you know have become good friends of mine. So um, we're getting ready to have the pre-show meeting, and so Sam gathers us all up. And I wind up directly behind behind Chris. And I look up at this guy who's standing like head and shoulders above me. And he literally, I'm looking, and the first thought I have in my mind is, this man has no neck. His head literally <laughs> goes right into his shoulders. And it's like, okay, no I'm neck. definitely better not... I definitely better be on top of my game tonight, and better not screw up because this guy is big enough to actually, for real, do what he does, and that. So. so yeah, for sure. So go ahead, uh, my, my Jeff. Time. Yeah, you 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 talk about you talk about your first time ever meeting up with Chris and
2: what that so was the, like.
1: So my first professional match, which wasn't actually – I wasn't actually scheduled to wrestle. It was uh, October 30th, 1998 in Sterling, New Jersey at uh, at Sterling High School. And uh, King Kong Bundy was scheduled to be there uh, in a handicap match. Somebody didn't make it. And so I was just a a student of the Monster Factory and on the ring crew. And they needed an extra guy. And they – volunteered me. Uh, I had scrambled together. They got me Larry Sharp's old boots. They got me a pair of trunks. And then I was uh, ready to go in there. And when I didn't see King Kong Bundy beforehand, and when I saw him walk out, it was weird because I had never seen a live WWF wrestler before. And here comes a monster back when wrestlers were monsters. And I'm watching mm-hmm. what I've seen on action figures and on TV walking towards me. I'm just kind of already frozen, not knowing what to do. And when he got in there, and me and my partner decided we would try to rush him, and I remember just hitting him as hard as I could, and it was like just beating my fist against the wall. And when he uh, swung me off of the ropes and gave me a back elbow, I thought I was going to go into, like, the second row. I mean, like, that guy was just like, like you said, he was a wall. He was massive. Like, you don't see guys like that anymore. Yeah. It's just like, no, wherever you don't. He wants, just... heads turned. Everybody's, everybody's head focused on King Kong Bundy. Everybody's face was oh, yeah. locked on him as he walked down the aisle. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
5: Yeah. Oh, was, yeah. yeah. I mean, a huge impression, impression. Oh. on the wrestling. He had role. to be, the man had to be what? A good six foot nine and about, to me, okay, remember, I'm young at this time. To me, he looked about six foot nine and about five feet across. And his legs were about the circumference of really big tree trunks. Okay. Yeah, I remember. That uh, is, I, that's I he that's, that's, a, little, he
4: I, that's a pretty accurate description, wouldn't you say, Jeff? Yeah. I mean, seriously. Yeah, he yeah. was.
1: I, I remember, like he was.
4: he was his arms. Because they were. And his
5: face.
1: arms had anaconda arms.
5: Okay, anaconda and then, uh, arms and a rugby and a rugby ball head. So not, and not I remember sideways,
1: Grilla soon saying. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. said he was a walking condominium, approaching 500 pounds. Yes.
5: So somewhere around yes. like five hundred
1: pounds in condominiums. yes yep
4: yeah, yep, oh my <laughs> gosh, so it's yeah i love you i so mean Bundy. uh oh we had some we had some great times in and out of the ring, I mean y'all you know, a lot of a lot of good a lot of good stuff uh, and he was funny as all get out, i mean you know he'd, he could he could sit there and tell stories and and crack you up for hours seriously
5: um. Let's, oh, well i wish we had that opportunity well you see that's the whole thing being the fans perspective it's my job well say we've had them on a couple of times and it's someone like say sam houston tell me a story uncle sam and i get a story tell me an uh, tell me a story uncle hugo and i get a story and kenny Bowling comes on Tell me a story, Uncle Kenny. And when we had we had Jimmy Cornett, tell me a tell me a story, Uncle Kenny. You know, so I'm here for the stories, and I'm here to learn. You know, learn and pass on.
1: Yeah, we got to keep these that's,
5: stories alive. I mean,
1: a lot of these true. a lot of these legends and you know, larger mm-hmm. than life monsters are not with us anymore. But you know, they had such. Interesting, you know, they were just as interesting outside of the ring as they were inside of the ring, so obviously, we have to keep those stories yep. alive and keep them, keep them moving through time. Yeah, oh, absolutely, absolutely great. Yeah,
5: um, teach the youngins, yeah, you know, you see, teaching the youngins that that I've said this before. Um, my younger cousin, um, he's almost 11, and you wouldn't think that he knew anything about the 70s and 80s, but that kid. With his allowance and birthday money, he collects action figures. And he's got the WWE Network, and so he sponges anything he can, he can get. Okay, so, like, I had him listen to our show, which I try not to swear when, he, when Ethan is listening. But, yeah, he's, he's still young, still moldable, you know. And, yeah, he, you can talk to him about Captain Lou Albano, and he'll be able to talk to you about him. You could probably talk to him about Bundy talking about all the older stars, Iron Sheik, you know, all of the, all of the 80s. Oh God, Sheiky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he, hey, he, even oh, knows Freddie, he even knows who classy Freddie Blassie is. Okay. <laughs> this kid is sharp. Hey,
1: that's, that's impressive. It's a, it's a very,
5: yeah. it's a very great yeah. for those
1: like the historian, those who want to learn Ooh. about wrestling and, and the history yeah. and all the historians, this is a great time for it because
2: mm-hmm.
1: between social media and how easy it is, you know, I mean, before in the old days to get a two-hour VHS tape of like WWF wrestling, you'd have to buy it from oh, the Catalog yeah. for like forty bucks. Yeah. Now you can get mm-hmm. unlimited wrestling that people, will, you know, upload on the YouTube, and people are finding stuff in people's attics, finding you know regional wrestling from you know California or from the Midwest or wow. uh, Puerto Rico or wherever, and they're uncovering all these hidden gems of. You know, great yeah. great wrestling that happened twenty thirty years ago that we're now finally seeing mm-hmm. matches for the first time. So, I mean, back as a kid, it's you great. just wondered if matches like this happened, or you'd read like a like a little sentence in the you know the result in a magazine of like so yeah. and so and so and so. So yeah,
5: you, you, right. you read Bill yep. Aptor, you read yeah you read you read about um, Mr. Mr. Bill Apter's columns. You know, that's what I grew up doing. You know, right 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 he he was well, kind yeah, of that and, I didn't yeah. Yeah, because I didn't get NWA. I didn't, I, a lot of it, you know, WWE was basically all it was when I was first growing up. I didn't have access to the territory. None of it. None of it.
1: Yeah, Bill Appel yeah. was kind of like
5: everybody's first teacher. In the I love that, man. Because
1: for that, you know, if, you, if mm-hmm. a lot of people only watched WWF and... Me trying to find as much wrestling as I could in the old days when somebody would show up from a different group, like when Terry Von came over from World Class or Dustin Rhodes came over yes. from the NWA. Yes, all yes. my friends were wondering who these guys were, and I already had like a ten-page essay about them. So,
5: yeah, and that was all because yeah, I of mean, finding it, them on the bill
1: after's magazines.
5: I had a teacher right, in, right. in grade seven. a teacher, my homeroom teacher for grade seven and eight. Of course, you know you do the silent reading, you know, for like half an hour, forty-five minutes when you're in school. And we were allowed to read whatever we wanted. And he had Sports Illustrated and wrestling magazines. Like, he had dating back. So that's what I would do. I would look through them, and I would read the columns, and I would read the interviews, and I would, you know, okay, who's, oh, who are you, you know, and read up on them and, and everything else. So so now I can say, I know that name. Yeah, I know who that is. You know, and we've had Mr. Villaster on our show.
4: Yeah. Oh, God. I mean, I've known Bill for like 30-some thirty some yeah. years. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, great, great stuff. Yeah. And oh, that's the thing. I mean, I, you know, um, Jeff, you're too young to know oh, the Observer don't, don't, back in the not. day when yeah. it was, well, yeah, back in the day, the Wrestling Observer was. Yeah. Sent out. It was it was typewritten, photocopied, and then oh, sent whoa. out to everybody who had a subscription.
5: Oh, one of those. Oh, and okay. and understand. in the
4: back of it, and in the back of it, was the tape trade session section, where guys would be offering like uh, tapes of tapes of Japan. In exchange for tapes from uh, California, or something awesome. like that. That's um,
2: awesome.
4: Now, um, now I was now I was lucky in my area, here out in the suburbs. Um, I was getting Smoky Mountain mm, when nobody else was. I got Mid Atlantic. When nobody else was, I was getting ECW. When nobody else was. Well, Lonnie, dog um, for
5: your side. What's next? Are you going to tell well, me your family had well, the
4: first TV? Here's, well, here's <laughs> well here's the thing. Well, and it was and it was on a, and it was on a local uh, UHF channel.
5: Yeah. And no, here's the, the, the reason thing. why I Jeff, said what I did was my mom's family were the first first family on their street to have a television. Mm. Yeah.
4: And now. Now Jeff, I don't know as far as like uh, up up there in Grays Lake if uh, you know if you guys had anything on local uh, um syndication up there that uh, might have had those, but I did. and um, then our general manager at Windy City, Mike Grashner, he and I had a had a standing thing. I would record you know every Saturday night whether it was uh, Smoky Mountain or mid- atlantic or ECW. And I would trade it with him for tapes of WCW and then WWF
1: pay-per-views. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, we had in in uh, 1987. I remember there was pretty much all the the top companies. They were somewhere on. I, I would search the TV guide trying to find them, but obviously we had WWF, mm-hmm. AWA, NWA, and then we had. Uh, World class championship <laughs> wrestling. The yeah. Eriks, we had: UWF Bill Watts is oh UWF. Later, the Hurt boys. I'm so Herb, deprived. Oh, yes. yeah, I am so uh,
5: deprived. We Flo, and then yeah, we, we kind of had. <laughs>
1: uh, we had on Saturday nights. Uh, Joe Pedicino <clears throat> had that that wrestling block yes. where you would see Pro different Westway kind of this week. Joe Pedicino and Gordon
4: Soley. Yes. Yeah. Yes, so
1: we have that.
4: Yes, so. yes, yes. We I watched that as well. Oh my gosh. Yeah. See you you and I you and I, my friend, are cut from the same cloth because we we've seen we've seen all these all these good shows and that. Um Well Lottie, on you know. for
5: your side. <laughs>
4: Well, because I yeah, remember, I, I um,
1: I'm very, very fortunate for when I grew up as a wrestling mm-hmm. fan. I, I still think the '80s and the '90s were the best time to be a wrestling fan. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll tell you because I remember
5: late '70s. Okay,
4: <laughs> here's, here's, well, here's the thing. I remember, um, well, I, mean. I was standing in line at a video store in Naperville, you know, before I, years before I broke into business with my first wife and my then infant son to meet. Gorgeous Jimmy Garvin and Precious, um, right as they were finishing up with AWA and we're starting with uh, Atlanta. Oh yeah. Well, that was the night that the news broke about Gino Hernandez's death, and that news spread through that line of of fans waiting there like wildfire. I mean, wow! It was on, you know. I mean, I mean, we're sitting there, and of course, I mean, you know earlier, and earlier in the in the evening, World Class was on, and that, but we were already we were already there in Naperville, and you know, all of a sudden we're going, Gino's dead. What? You know, and we're all freaking out, and that. I mean. You know it was just it was just it was just one of those you know there are certain there are certain things that you know in history you remember exactly where you were when you heard the news and that and absolutely that was that is one of those where, yeah, I remember exactly where I was when I found out. And it's like, oh my lord, yeah, that was that was just that was just one of those things, and that,
1: so yeah, Gino Hernandez would have been a huge star.
4: Absolutely, yeah, yeah, that's that's a that Gino had, you know, had he you know, gotten gotten help and gotten scouted. At the at the right at the right time. So you know, he could have gone to the then WWF and he would have he would have been he would have been huge and he would have become a multi millionaire.
1: So Gino died in nineteen eighty six, right? Right. So if you think about it, in nineteen eighty seven, that's when Vince McMahon took over that Houston area and brought in Bruce Pritchard. And then that's when they took Teddy Biassi, One Man Gang, Jim Duggan, Butch Reed. So Gino Hernandez probably would have been one of those names they would have plucked right then and there too.
4: Oh yeah. Gino
1: would have yeah. yeah,
4: yeah. Vince would have Vince would've Vince would have swiped Gino from uh, Fritz just like just like yeah. that.
6: Seriously.
4: Mm-hmm. I mean he had I mean, you know, he had everything. He had the look. He had the mic skills. He had the in ring talent. I mean, my God, this guy this guy was the total package. I mean, i you know, i I sat around and when I uh watched the uh Gino Hernandez episode of Dark Side of the Ring and I was going back to some of those matches, it's like oh my god, if this if this guy if this guy wouldn't have been Yo, know, so into the nose candy and that booger sugar where he could have gone. Yeah. Yo, know, that's right. Stay away yeah.
5: from the booger sugar, stay away from the booger sugar, stay away from any other kind of street drugs like that, stay away from the pills. If you want to do something, guys, eat some mushrooms or smoke some weed. If, if you think about it, he was, still,
1: he was still very, uh, Gino was obviously so, very young. And so if you added 10, 12 years to 86, he would have been uh, probably a big player during the Monday Night Wars as well. Yes, yes, probably would.
4: Oh, absolutely. I mean, could you, could you have imagined Gino Hernandez getting turned loose on a microphone during the Attitude Era? <laughs> at that
3: would Home have been insane.
4: I mean, you would, let's put it this way. You would not have needed Steve Austin. Oh,
5: come on
1: now. Yo, You're
5: still going to need a Steve
1: Austin. No. Well, I no, think he would have made no. a great rival for Steve Austin. They, yeah, they, they, so they you know, well, Steve, Steve, yeah. so Steve Austin might have been. Yeah. Steve Austin over the collar. Guys. You mean over the collar? I think, I think.
4: Gino Hernandez, I think, would have. Y'all.
5: You know, Leave Stone Cold alone. Go
4: ahead. Hey. Gino <laughs> Hernandez. <laughs> Would have been would have been CM <clears throat> Punk without the tattoos, dropping pipe bombs and just and just let just letting it loose all would over be the place.
5: People, Would he be shaving people? Would be
4: shaving people's heads too? Well, Gino, remember Gino? Well, Gino actually got his head shaved in a, not, in, a uh, in a in a I, stipulation lost lost a,
5: lost I, a match,
4: and got his head
5: shaved. I'm not yeah. sure if I'm feeling familiar with Gino Hernandez. Kill me, dead, but yeah, I'm trying well, to be a sponge. It's... I'm being a sponge. I'll... All right. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. I'll try. I'll tell try and ever. I'll
4: try and pull up. Uh, I'll try and pull up some YouTube and uh, and uh, shoot and shoot you a link here because. Sure. Um,
5: Tell me where I could have seen him and tell me about a match. You can do that just now. Tell me who he wrestled, where he wrestled, when he wrestled. Well, he,
4: well, he primarily he wrestled in uh, world class um, in the 70s and 80s.
1: And he was in Houston. He was in San Antonio for Southwest Championship Wrestling. So okay. right. mostly Texas. Yeah, yeah.
5: okay. So it means I'm well, my next have... That's all. Go ahead.
1: My next uh I have a cardio session coming up here cause I ha- like I said I have a busy schedule of mm-hmm. I still stay very busy with wrestling. Like I said, I got Wrestle Rage coming up. I got the uh uh all the big shows for Dave Hero coming up this season and then uh the big one with SSW and Tito Santana, December twenty eighth. So I-, I stick to a regimen of cardio here at night, uh doing the stairs and jump ropes. So Got to go here in just a second, so if there's anything else you want to cover, you know, i to mm-hmm. get that in before I go. Steve? All right, Sean? Sean
5: go go I know ahead, Sean man. Sir. I know Sean, Um,
3: too. Yes. Uh, talk to us about the biggest name that you could work, dead or alive, that you you would choose to work with.
1: Oh, wow. That's a good question. Um, Who would
5: I want to wrestle
1: I mean I guess my, my hero was Hulk Hogan, but it wouldn't make sense to wrestle him hey, I, guess it'd be I was a
5: huge I was a huge Hulkamaniac. I remember I, um, remember, one at, I remember one show at Toronto I remember one show at Maple Leaf Gardens, and I had a big sister volunteer at the time because my parents both worked. Anyways, and and my mother got me tickets to go to go to wrestling at Toronto Maple Leaf Gardens. And like I said, I was a huge Hulkomaniac fan and I would not leave. Maple Leaf Gardens until he finished posing, and he was the last, of course, he was the last match and everything else, and yeah, and my big sister volunteer, Daphne, um, she kept getting angry with me, it's going to get crowded, I, I, you know, I want to get to the car, I want to get out of here before the rush, I go, I looked at her, and I said, did you pay for the tickets? she goes, no, I said, Then sit down and shut up, and watch, I, <laughs> said, I, said, the man, the, I said, the man is posing, you I'm not leaving until he leaves. This is my birthday gift from my mother, and today's my mother's birthday, so it's my gift to her not to be home early. Thank you very much. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I'm not that's, kidding.
4: I, I'm now, that's not funny. Kidding. That's funny. Your first Hulk Hogan was main event. My first Hulk yeah. Hogan, he was third match on the card. AWA Hulk Hogan versus Mr. Saito and
1: Dr. D. David Schultz.
2: Mm.
1: Nice. Yeah. I guess yep. that opponent if uh I guess I'd have to narrow it down like alive, yeah. I would think either someone like Ric Flair, Bret Hart, um Terry Funk. And then if I pick someone from the past who's no longer with us. I'd I'd probably say like a Mr. Perfect.
5: Oh I love Mr. Perfect.
4: Oh god, yes. Oh <coughs>
1: yeah. Kurt, so that Kurt, would be my uh, Kurt, love that, man. my talent. fantasy opponents.
3: Sounds oh, like they'd be some, those would be some wonderful matches. And uh, see, Dr. Jeff, you see,
5: yeah, you see, I'm not, I'm, 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 not, I'm not a dude or anything, but but if I were able to wrestle and I had my choice, alive or dead, and yeah, I understand on our ladies' nights we hear this name a lot. Sherry Martell. I want. I would want to be in the ring with Sherry Martell. Scary Sherry. Sensational Sherry. Sherry Martell. Hello. Absolutely. Am I talking to my? Okay. Nobody's talking to me. I'm talking to myself. <laughs> no, we're no,
4: we're listening. We're listening. <laughs> okay, and, yeah. we're, and we're and we're waiting and we're waiting for you to break down because we know how you normally get when you talk yeah, about Sherry.
5: I love Sherry. Okay. I, I was really rude to her. Same same show. Hogan was on was on the same card and um. This is when she first started getting called, really started getting called Scary Sherry, and she was she was a valet for Shawn Michaels. And I waited, I waited until the crowd settled down. She was wearing white leather. She was wearing a white leather skirt, with a white leather bustier, and a white leather short little jacket with white tassels. Okay, I liked what she was wearing, but you know, I, I'm okay. This this is this is fourteen year old me. Okay. So I'm rude, and my dad just left my mom and everything else. Okay, so I have a big sister volunteer for curse sake. Anyways, I waited for the whole arena to quiet down, and I couldn't afford the Jimmy Jimmy the South Mouth of the South megaphone thing that you could buy as a fan. So I rolled my program up and said, "Hey, Shay She looked up. You're a fucking slut. And sat back down. And the look Ooh. she gave me—I was fourteen, man. I was fourteen and troubled. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Sherry, but yeah. I didn't—I hate—I didn't like her. I hated her. The only thing I liked about her is, is what she wore and her makeup and her hair. I liked nothing about her. I and and that night she also took off uh, one of her baits and beat the crap out of someone. I can't remember who it was. <laughs>
2: yeah.
5: I'm 14, and like, like I'm going to remember exactly everything that happened. No. No, no, no. But, yeah, I, I, I will confess that's what I did. But I did respect her. I respected her, but I hated her because I did get to watch her before she stopped wrestling and became a valet. So, yes, I would love to get my ass kicked by Sherry Martel and it wouldn't matter what stage of her life or career. It wouldn't matter. Um... All I would say was, Please, ma'am, may I have another as she hit me. Okay. I think so there you go.
3: <laughs> I think I would have to say that I there's there's two people I'd want to be in the ring with. Uh Black and White Sting and Ooh. The Undertaker. That that those two right there. Yes, there's other names that were
5: great, but
3: you punk. talk about a real I met Punk. Punk was a jerk.
5: Punk was a punk.
3: <laughs> um you know, I, I there's other greats, but those would be my top two. The franchise is WCW and one of the main staples of the WWE. And if I had to pick someone from ECW, it would be Jerry Lynn. Mm. Yeah. Because I was a big Jerry well, Lynn fan.
5: Yeah, I think you well, know, know what? if I was if to I, step I, in
4: as a wrestler, because I've done that twice.
5: As a wrestler, Yes.
4: I mean cuz I refereed of course my entire career. Yeah. But I wrestled two matches. But if I were to actually step in the ring and I've actually had dreams about this. So, I think that I think that kind of gives it away. And I met the man. One of the first big stars I met when I was just breaking into the business. And then I was paying my dues, taking photos and you know, running around for the boys and that. Nick Bachwinkle.
2: Ooh. Ooh.
5: Nick was
2: the that's, Wow, I, That's not
5: who I thought you were going to say.
2: Shocked oh, me.
3: Yeah. All right. Well, we want to remind everyone that the big event is November 9th in Addison, Illinois. It's Power Entertainment Rage 17. Dr. Jeff Luxon will be there. P.L. Myers will be there. Joey Rock will be there. And other great power entertainment talent, you can get your tickets now from P.L. Myers for the special pre-sale price of $15. They go up to $20 the night of the show at the door So get your tickets now. And we will talk to uh, Mr. P.L. Myers again on November 7th.
5: Yeah, I spoke with him.
3: Two nights right right before the big event.
5: Yeah. I, I sent yeah. him. I sent him a thank you note, and yeah, nice. I thank So him. Jeff, be um, back in the
4: invitation, the invitation is open for you to join us that night as well. Uh, Please, Justin, uh, let us know if you can do it. Uh, we'd love to yeah, have I'll you.
1: Yeah, check out my schedule. For sure, sounds good. Yeah, man. I appreciate you sounds having good. me on. It was a lot of fun. Oh, yeah, funny. Thanks. Uh, thanks for said, coming wrestle, out. Wrestle rage. Uh, thanks for having me. Wrestle Rage, uh, Great Lakes Championship Wrestling, SSW. Uh, if you want to keep up, the best place for anybody listening who wants to keep up with the, the good Doctor Doctor Jeff Luxon is doing is if you're on Instagram, go to Doctor Jeff Luxon, and I keep uh, I, I keep all the uh, events that I'm going to be a part of listed. Uh, find out who my opponents are going to be. You know, uh, clips, pictures, old throwback photos. That's all on there. So, again, I appreciate you having me on here tonight. Thanks for
3: coming out. Hey, Thank you very we much. Appreciate you it, have a man. great evening, sir. All right. Well that's That's gonna do it for us here tonight. Uh next week will be Rampage Rants Tuesday night term Thursday night turmoil oh. damn it. I'll get used <laughs> to that. Uh,
4: just Sean, just think TNT on B T R. It's a lot easier that T-N-T. way. T N T I'm
5: dying on Dynamite. Uh
3: and T-N-T. we'll have some Good stuff to talk about next week, and also next week we will have a surprise just, sound clip hey, just think One at a time on time. on
4: Thursday night, we will be able to talk about John Moxley versus Fox.
5: Oh. oh yeah we were, yes. oh 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 oh, you mean you mean Moxley and Dumbo yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh yeah Moxley yeah. and Dumbo. I mean, okay. They, all right. I need to. That, can they, I need to explain. When they announced I need that to explain. Night, can like, I explain? take my money. <laughs> can, take can, my money. Can, yes. Needs to get the, okay. I need. I need to explain. All right. For those who don't understand why I call Aaron Neville Neville Dumbo, I'm going to explain to you. All right. He's growing his hair longer. He tries to hide his ears now, but he's got. He's got some big ears. He's got some big ears, and he can fly. So that's why he's Dumbo. It's no disrespect. I don't like my yeah. ears. Well, he can pick we all right. He he a well, we'll we want. talk
3: ab- <laughs> we'll talk about that and we will have a very special sound clip, a comedic sound clip of Jim Coronet talking about something Ooh. that you'd never think he'd talk about. And Katie, what, you're going to want your puffer. No, you're going to want your puffer for this one. <laughs> We're not going to tell you what yes. Steve and I aren't going to tell you what it is. But Mar- okay.
5: okay, can 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 and, can, and can I can can I guess? Can I guess? Let me, let me guess. Let me guess. We still got like three minutes. Okay, if it's not vibrators, um, is it marijuana? No. No. Um. 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 I get one more. We have one discussed more. it on um, here. Um. It's it's not it's not his dime size uh, bladder. Um, no. Um, no. Um. It's not <laughs> what he what he thinks of of. Uh, it's not what he thinks of Jordan Grace because when he's lucky, I wasn't around. I didn't see him. Mm-mm. I love Jordan Grace. I've seen her a few times. Okay, um, yeah, I'm stumped, and they're not gonna tell me because they're the mean, they're the mean boys at the cool kids' table, so they're not gonna tell me nothing.
3: No, but all you need to know is you're gonna want to have your puffer ready because it is gonna make you right. and possibly pissed and, and
4: I found and I found make a commercial, sure Katie, and I found a commercial. That is as good as anything that I have ever put
5: out. You know what else? We, we know the commercial we need to get is corn nuts, bust a nut. That's what we need to get. Yeah. It's not nasty. All right. it's, not, it's just double entendre. It's not gross.
3: Right. <laughs> All right. Well, check us out on Facebook, Wrestling Authority Radio. Rampage Ran, I believe it still is. uh, Yeah, that's
5: right, I'm fighting with Facebook One at a time One at a time, you two
3: So follow us on the
5: Facebook and on the Twitter
3: And uh, we'll be right back here next week Good night, everybody Yep
4: Oh, we dropped dropped Katie So uh, you know what time it is You can go where you want But you can't stay here wait out your glasses Turn off the lights Good night,
2: everyone. Closing time. Open all the doors and-